Adjunct Students of the Bingham Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. So I still have not figured out my mic situation. So again, I do apologize if it does sound away. But on today's episode, I kind of, I don't want to say I kind of go on a rant, but I remember driving and I was just feeling this so strongly. I really felt like Holy Spirit was ministering to me. And so I knew that if I didn't record it, I would forget it. And so I recorded it. And decided to actually put that audio recording in this episode. So from that recording, you're going to, it's going to sound a little different because I was recording from my phone. I was literally in my car. So again, I apologize if the audio sounds weird, but bear with me and really hone in on the message. And I will come on at the end just to add some verses and add some definitions for you based off of the recording that you heard. So again, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and I'll talk to you later. We want to make sure that we're purified. We want to make sure that we're sanctified because we want God to use us and we want him to do a work through us, not just for us. Sometimes we come into this like Christianity, we come into this world and we where we're like okay what can god do for us god can bless us and so we look for the blessings we're looking for all these things for him to do for us but we're not really looking for god to do things through us so sometimes you may be really much blessing somebody else and it's a blessing to be a blessing and so it may not be something that is tangible you might not get a new car a new house but because you're blessing others with the work that god is doing through you you are also being blessed and so we really need to decipher and we really need to discern and, and really like ask ourselves the hard questions as to what it is that we really want and what it is that we're really asking God to do and, and be very realistic with ourselves, right? Again, sorry, I, I just started to record, so I have to kind of like go back to what I was saying for all this to make sense. But I was saying how, like, for example, actors or athletes, how they have to prepare themselves for, you know, the game, or let's say that this, there's a draft and they want to get drafted, or they want to be picked for some team, or they want to be picked for some movie or for some show, there is a, a certain criteria, there's a certain person that they have in mind. And so what do these actors do? For example, Black Panther, we've seen Black Panther, well, I can't say everybody saw it, but in Black Panther, we've seen that these women and people were fit, right? They had they had to prepare for that. They had to prepare for that role. They wanted that role. And so they had to make sure that the director or whoever was, you know, producing or whatever the case may be, whoever was picking these actors and who was going to, you know, pick them based, based off of their audition, that they fit the role or that they were able to commit to what the role entails. You understand? And so... Sure, they might have wanted to go out. They may have wanted to eat an ice cream. They may have wanted to do certain things, but they know that with that role and what they were committing to, it was going to take a sacrifice. You understand? And so, yeah, I may want an ice cream. Yeah, I might want to go out. Yeah, I might want to, you know, watch this thing. 
but because I know I am asking to be used in this capacity, I am asking to be the actor for this role, I am asking to be on this team and be a committed member, one who's going to stay fit and things of that sort, I'm going to sacrifice these other things because at the end of the day, that's not my goal. If that's going to become an obstacle or that's going to hinder me for what I really want, I'm not going to do it. For us as people who are, you know, kingdom citizens and are part of the body, if we are saying that we want God to use us and we're saying that we want to be a vessel, then we have to understand that there are going to be some sacrifices. So this whole, like, I don't want to say tip for tap, but this whole notion that, you know, this is not affecting me or you know, um, it, this is not bad because we want to like list out some things and say, well, technically I'm not sitting, technically I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, but yet we fail to really be sanctified and we really fail to be purified. And so imagine this. So I'm asking for some dishes. I'm going through to the neighbor's houses and I'm like, Hey, does anybody have some dishes that I can use? Right. And people are coming out with some dirty dishes. Like I'm not, I don't want to use that. You understand? Like, I'm going to go for the cleanest one that I've seen. And so why do we feel like God, we can just say, God, use me as a vessel. And yet we're, we're dirty. And yet we're doing all these things that are polluting us. And then think that he'll be able to use us through us. And I'm not saying that God can't use you and he can't clean you and things of that sort. But there are going to be things that you're going to have to sacrifice. You understand? Like, you have to go through that process of sanctification and stay sanctified. It's not a, I go through the season of sanctification and I go the next season, I do whatever I want to do. Like, no, you're sanctifying yourself. You're being, you're allowing the Lord to sanctify you. In the next season, you're seeking to remain sanctified. I'm not going to just wash my dishes when I know I have visitors coming over. And when they're not here, I no longer wash my dishes. That's dirty. We're not just going to clean ourselves for one season because we want God to do something for us and not understand that if we're asking him to use us as a vessel, it's for him to do things through us for other people. You know what I mean? To advance his kingdom, to advance his agenda. And so I really hope that makes sense. I'm being loud because I'm just being very passionate about it, but I'm also like being ministered to. And it's a, a check for myself. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people ask me questions as to why I do certain things. And I struggle sometimes with putting language behind my actions. I want to be used by God, right? Like, and so whatever that is going to require, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to do that thing. It does get a little bit discouraging when you see other people who claim to be Christian, who claim to be a part of the kingdom, you see them waver in certain things, or you see them do certain things. And so you think that maybe you're doing too much, but no, I'm here to affirm you right now that you're not doing too much. You understand like sanctification, being sanctified and, and remaining sanctified is not doing too much. Being pure and remaining pure is not doing too much. You understand like being consecrated and remaining consecrated is not doing too much. The fact that you don't watch certain shows and listen to certain music, you're not doing too much because you understand that I have to remain clean because I want God to do things through me. You understand that I want him to pick me to do things through me. And for those who are doing these things and you're wondering like, man, like where are the things that are supposed to happen for me? Like understand that it's not always going to feel like it's for you, but it's going to be for you at the end. Like, I, does that make sense? Like Mary, right? God did a work through her. He allowed Jesus to be conceived um, in her. He was planted in her, placed in her. And at the time, it didn't seem like this was anything for her. She had to face embarrassment. She had to face questions. She had to face looks and all these things because it was like, girl, you're not married. How are you pregnant? Like you should really be stoned. And even Joseph almost left her, but God had to check him. And I say that to say it didn't look like what she was being gifted with and what she was being in, in a sense blessed with was for her per se, 
but it was God was doing something through her for us and she benefited from it as well because it was for all of us you understand so you may be going through the journey you may be going through a season right now where you don't understand it doesn't look like it's working for you right but at, we know that the scripture says that everything is working together for our good for our good right not just your good but our good and so it may not seem like for your good right now but keep on pressing keep on going because it's not just for you it's for uh, many of us because you're gonna get blessed too again it is a blessing to be a blessing and i really want us to not delay i don't want us wasting time and i'm not saying to be quick with what you're doing but what i want to say is to encourage you to stay on the path right to stay and be encouraged like don't get weary in doing good like continue to seek the father continue to seek the lord about being pure and, and remaining sanctified there's so many areas in our lives there's so many areas in ourselves in our minds and in our hearts that needs to be checked right okay now let's dissect let's go a little bit deeper and not to add to anything that i was saying per se because i feel that you guys got it but I did want to just define some things and obviously add some scriptures for you because I want to be in habit of actually going to the record and stating where it is that I found this verse or where it is that I'm actually quoting from. I was talking about sanctification and I know the title of the episode is Am I Sanctified? And we hear the word sanctified and it can sound very churchy, very spiritual, very religious, and we can sometimes feel intimidated by that word because it's like, am I sanctified? Like, what does that look like? Is that just when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it really mean to be sanctified? And I have some verses that I want to share where it talks about sanctification in the Bible. Um, I have five verses to share with you. And then I have one that I really want to expand on a little bit. So here are the five verses. I recommend you take these down and you look at it on your own time. But I'm reading from the ESV version here. So the first verse is 2 Timothy 2 verse 21. And it states, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Now, John 17 verse 17 states, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23, in the New King James Version, it states, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. And then it states some other things, but I'm going to get to that later. And then 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 in ESV, and such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Christ Jesus and, the, and by the spirit of our God. And so we have this like notion and I'm even like learning the difference for myself. And so bear with me as I process. You have what Jesus did on the cross and it was by what he did that we've been justified. And in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 says that we were sanctified, right? So we've been, 
you know, once we accept Jesus and we say, you know, he's our Lord and our Savior, right, that sets us apart from other everybody else who's not a believer, right? So we've been set apart in that regard. We've been sanctified in that regard. Now, there's another level of saint. not I won't say another level, but there's another aspect of sanctification that I believe that we miss entirely. And that's the part that it's a journey. It's a process. And there's just so many things that we can be sanctified from. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 21, it says, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, I'm sure if we can think about, you know, our own lives, our own thoughts sometimes, there are thoughts that we have, there are things that we may do that is dishonorable. And it may not seem dishonorable to another man, right, another person, but it is dishonorable to God. And so the more we learn God, we know God, we spend time with God, we read his word, we discover daily that there are things that we do that God finds dishonorable. And so with sanctification, it's about, okay, I've discovered that this thing that I'm doing, this these things that I'm thinking, these things that I'm watching is dishonorable to God. And so therefore, with sanctification, I'm ridding myself of that. I'm cleansing myself of that, right? And so practically what that looks like, if you are watching, like, let's just be real practical. You're watching a show and you're like, you know, if God was sitting here, I would be crazy. Like, I know I would not watch this with him here. And so why are you polluting yourself, right? And so you know, okay, to sanctify myself, to remain sanctified, again, you know, it's a process, you know, it's progression. There's things that we learn as we learn God and we learn things that he finds dishonorable. But we have to make a decision at that point. Are we going to continue knowing that it would be dishonorable to him? Or are we going to cut it off, right? And so there are so many things that I'm sure you can think about. There's so many areas in your life that require sanctification. And again, sanctification just sounds so, like, I don't know, huge and, and religious and, and um, spiritual, but it's very practical. It's a matter of being set apart, right? Not doing what it is that we know would not keep us pure or available for God's honorable use, like 2 Timothy um, 2 verse 21 states. It, again, going back to my earlier illustration about a certain role that you take and you know for that role you have to be fit what will be dishonorable to that role your process or you know you wanting to be in that role would be eating stuff that you know is not going to keep you fit that's going to keep you unhealthy or is going to add weight to you add fat not working out, right, because you need to be fit for the role, right? And so you're making sure you're doing these things and anything that's going to block that or hinder you from being fit for that role, you're gonna get rid of it. Spending time watching Netflix all day when you know you should be studying your lines for the role, it becomes dishonorable. I hope that makes sense. And I just really wanna drive that point home of how it's not something to be intimidated by. And I want us to see it practically because I don't want us to fail in that area. And the Bible is very practical of what it means to be sanctified and what that looks like and what we should refrain from. And so again, let's go straight to the Bible because Samantha, you don't have to make anything up 
it's in the Bible for us to read. So in my own words, I would say that being sanctified is a way of life that we live that sets us apart and pleases God. Now, let's get straight to the scripture because the scripture makes it very plain for us. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3, let's start at 3. In the NIV version, it states, It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Then there's a semicolon. That you should avoid sexual immorality. That each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust, just like the pagans who do not know God. And in this man matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. And so in starting in verse three, it says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. So it is his will for us to be sanctified. And after that, in the same verse, it says, you know, that you should avoid sexual immorality, control your own body, and not just control your own body. Because we can have an idea of what controlling your own body looks like, right? But it says control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Again, it's going back to what is it that pleases God? Because there's a way, and and, and again, I'm going to throw out scripture. There's a, there's a verse that says, you know, there's a way that seems right to a man but leads to destruction. And so there may be a way that is right to us in regards to how we should be sanctified, but the way we're doing it isn't honorable to God. We're not following his instructions. He is not leaving it up to us to figure it out and figure out how we can be practical about it. To me, this is very practical. And it may sound like it's, you know, just solely talking about sexual immorality, but I think that it's like specific yet broad. I say broad because I don't think it's specific just to like sexual immorality. Because when it says learn to control your own body, I mean, that could even be in regards to not just like sexually, but alcohol and drugs and things that we subject ourselves to, right? And so I think even control your own body could even mean our mind and our thoughts and where they may take us. Because it says in a way that is holy and honorable. I remember in the New Testament when you're reading the Bible and Jesus was just like, you know, even if you think or you lust after the person in your mind, you've committed adultery or you committed that sin, right? And so sometimes we think that, man, if we just don't do the thing, but I thought it, I didn't cause anybody any harm. And yet God is saying, even that is a part of it, right? Your mind should also be sanctified. It's not just a matter of not doing the thing, but why does your mind go there? And why do you entertain those thoughts? And I'm not saying that you're crazy if you get some crazy wild thoughts. But what I am saying is if you're allowing yourself, you're subjecting yourselves to it, you're not giving it back to God, you're entertaining it, you're not rebuking it, you're not, and again, I don't want to sound like overly spiritual, but you're entertaining the thought and you're not saying, okay, God, here's this thought. I don't know where this came from. Let's figure out where, where, why did I think this way, but I'm giving it to you. What do you say about it? You know what I mean? Like really questioning and, and really like 
pointing out right then and there, like, oh, I just got this thought, God, where did this come from? Because sometimes I will do that. I will get a thought and I'm like, okay, God, why did I just think that? You know, is it something that I've been watching lately? Is it something that I've been thinking about? You know what I mean? And even worry, when we start to worry, God calls us not to worry. He says, that's what the pagans do. So even in that, we can think that that is harmless. And yet that could still be something that is dishonorable to God, right? But if we say we love God, we say we know God, and I know it's hard to really say I know God, it's like I have a knowing of God. I'm discovering who he is each and every day. There's something that I'm learning about his character. There's something that I'm learning about the essence of who he is. And with that acquiring of knowledge and understanding of him, I move myself and I adjust accordingly. Meaning that once I learn that something that I've been doing or saying is dishonorable to him, I move differently. I change that. And that's a part of sanctification. So I hope that makes sense. And I didn't want to prolong the episode, but I just wanted to make sure I clarify that because I don't want for me to just be throwing out certain terms and terminologies that is so used in the church and we don't know what that really means or what that really looks like. My prayer is just that you will have that conversation with God and say, Lord, you know, what does sanctification look like for me today? What does it look like for me in this season? Because I know that there's just so many things that God is just like, listen, this is not honorable to me, right? You showing up late? That ain't honorable to me. And I'm talking to myself, y'all. You know, you not taking care of your house, that's not honorable to me. And once we learn these things, then we move accordingly. That's the sanctification. We're setting ourselves apart. We're doing things that are honorable to God so that he can use us and do things through us. Okay? I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Again, y'all do y'all due diligence. Y'all go read the scriptures. Now, if y'all get anything and y'all feel like will be useful to us as a body, to us who listens to the podcast and who are, you know, really trying to remain sanctified and live a sanctified life and, and be consecrated because we just know that there's so much good that can come out of it, that the Lord can use us and do things through us that is not only going to benefit others, but in return benefit us. Because if he's doing it for the body, we're part of the body, he's doing it for us, everybody, right? We want to live a life that's pleasing to God, and a life that is pleasing to God is a life that is sanctified. Sanctified meaning one who is set apart, one who is holy. Set apart is not just a matter of we accept Jesus in our heart, and so we're set apart, but living a life that exudes, a life that represents the fact that we do have Jesus and that we are set apart. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And really, again, I'm sorry, after this, I will cut the episode, <laughs> but really what sanctification is all about is being more like Jesus, right? This, this is what this whole podcast is about. It's like being more like Jesus. And so anytime we learn something about Jesus, we're like, we got to do that, right? And so that's really what it looks like being more like Jesus each and every day. We should strive to be more like Jesus. And so that's what sanctification looks like. That's what I mean being sanctified is to me, like, being more like Jesus. I am done. I'm going to leave you guys. I hope this episode was a blessing. I hope this episode had you thinking. And I know for me, and I will come on here and I'll have a whole nother episode, but 
where God is dealing with me in regards to like sanctification and being more like Jesus is being vulnerable. Jesus was a vulnerable man. And it's hard sometimes to be vulnerable because you think about what would they think? What would they say? Especially if you're that strong person or that strong friend, right? But again, that's a whole nother episode. But this is something that God is working with me, through me, in me. Because it's so beautiful because I just know that once I tap into that level of vulnerability and really mimic Jesus in that way, I know it's going to unleash so many things, you know, like I know there's, that's going to be another level of wholeness and healing that I'm going to experience. That's going to make me better for others. That's going to make me better. And I just feel like the more we become more like Jesus, it sets us up to be so much more of a blessing to others. And so I don't want to get long winded, but I just wanted to share that. And of course I'm going to come on here and I'm going to share that part because God really was dealing with me on that last year and I'm being reminded of that this year and learning to be vulnerable that's practically what that looks like for me and so I don't want us to think like why am I sinning I'm not doing x y and z it ain't even about all that you know like that's good that's great but there's an area in your life that could be better an area in your life that can be more like Jesus and so ask the Lord what is that for you all right. Well, you guys know that Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. And y'all know I love you. Um, but y'all be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. I will talk to you soon.